One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Red Men TV. I'm Steve Hoard. This is Josh Williams. It is the Deep Dive Summer Transfer Special. We've got a four-part series for you looking at the ideal Liverpool transfer targets. Who should Jörg Schmadke, Jürgen Klopp and Co be looking to sign? What are they looking for in players when they do sign them and all that? And who better to ask and teach me than Josh? So, Josh, what we're going to do to let the people, and you know, I'm sure you do know, these people might not, we're going to pick some specific positions on the side where we think Liverpool are going to potentially upgrade or maybe need to upgrade. We're going to teach what, what the position involves, what type of players fit the bill, what they need to be able to do. And then more, most importantly, we're going to ask you for some names as well, who you think Jorg, if Jorg's watching or listening, who we should be on the blower to. And unsurprisingly, maybe because I think it's fair to say you would agree, after what we've just seen last season, the Liverpool need midfielders. Number eight is probably the thing. Would you agree with that? Is that would you go along with that as well? Yeah, well, it's a good place to start. I think, mate. Um, I think it's the, it's the position that we've struggled with all season, isn't it? With the midfield department, and um, we seem to be getting linked with a lot of number eights rather than number sixes. So I think it's where we're going to go first in the market. I think we're going to sign midfielders first, number eights first. Um, so as you say, I've just come up with like a general criteria as to who Liverpool can can go for in terms of players. But before that, as I said, I've got that criteria in, just like. Quite vague, general, but... Can we have a look at it on the board? And for those who are watching, I've got the board. For those who are listening, we'll explain what we're doing. So we've got Liverpool set out here in effectively 3-2-5 almost. It was what basically Trent Alexander-Arnold's moved in from right back. He's gone alongside the DM. So we've got... In, like That would be Curtis Jones recently. That would have been Jordan Henderson, who I'm pointing at now. So we're looking at these two players in particular. Now, when I, I'll be honest, peek behind the curtain. I first said about these players, and I was maybe thinking we would do these as separate things. But you said to me, actually... What Jürgen wants from these number eights, regardless of left or right, was kind of the same thing. Can you explain yeah. that a little bit? What, what basically what Curtis is doing and what Jordan's doing, you effectively think are very, very similar jobs. Yeah, I think it's symmetrical. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's identical. Basically, the only differences is sometimes you might you might want someone who's left foot or someone who's right foot or whatever. And um, I think that they, they do behave slightly differently on the pitch based on their own qualities and stuff like that. But I think generally what this number eight does and this number eight. For the most part, are virtually identical, yeah. um, and I think one another thing as well in terms of like a little caveat for this, when I, when I say number eight, that the players I've picked out in the criteria and all that, it's specifically for this yeah. system, yeah. not for the four three three from last season, for example. The original four three three, I would be picking out different players here, and I'd be, I'd have a slightly different criteria, and. You know, it, it, we don't know if Klopp's going to keep this, do we? But if he does keep this three two five thing. Certainly with the ball, 
these number eights have to be slightly different to what we used to. Yeah, and it would make sense for them to do that, Josh, because we were rubbish until we moved to it, and then it exactly. worked. It, 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 it sprung Liverpool into life. Ultimately, they, they got 11 games unbeaten at the end of the season. Most of those, the vast majority, was was used in this formation. We saw how it, it, you know, it improved Trent, it improved Gakpo, it improved Canate. So I, I think we're safe to assume that he would do it, because if he wasn't, I don't, why would he have just done it now? You know, what I mean, I reckon we, I reckon we're safe to assume. I mean, if someone comes out in the meantime and tells us differently, which I don't think they will, by the time pre-season starts, we uh, we might know. But I think we're pretty safe to assume that. He, why would you change it? Because it worked so well. With that being said, then talk to me about these number eight. So it was Curtis Jones for the majority, and Jordan Henderson. We saw a little bit of Thiago coming off the bench and stuff before he got injured. Harvey Elliott a little bit. But in terms of what Jürgen's asking from this right-handed side, number eight, this left-handed side in this new formation. What Jake, what does he want them to do? What do you expect them from them? Well, I think Curtis Jones is actually a good temple for what for what Liverpool are doing at the minute. He's he's very intense on the defensive side of the game, loves to press, which is which is nice because he's already starting high up the field anyway in the final third most yeah. of the time. Klopp recently labelled these two players actually as number tens yeah. rather than number eights. That is that's essentially what they're doing. Yeah. Playing in the final third a lot of the time, linking the play, ideally keeping the ball offering you control and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, I can touch on the criteria if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Away. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, I think the age is an obvious thing. Okay. You know, obviously, we want players of age 25 or under mainly. Um, 26 at a push, but that's generally how Liverpool do things under FSG. We know that. Um, I think we want these players to be ideally like quite ball dominant in terms of getting lots of touches, shown for the ball at all times, even despite being in really pressurised areas of the pitch. On that one, because I think that suits Curtis Jones. I think there was a question at the end of the season whether that suited Jordan Henderson a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It's always felt to me like Jordan was doing a job for the team um, and and he does it willfully. But there were times where on that it felt like the quality on the ball perhaps just wasn't where the level it needed to be because... It, moves could often break that. He was quite lucky. I say lucky. He had most salary. He had, he had people around him. But in general, when, when I saw the list that you had there, I was thinking maybe that's where they're looking at this team. If they were going to, you know, if they only signed one, for example, God forbid they do, because I think they need more, <laughs> it would probably be Jordan who would be first out. Because, yeah. and it, would you agree? And if so, is it because, like I say, the, the, and this is really knocking Jordan Henderson per se, but like the ball playing ability perhaps is something that he, he could do with. Liverpool could do with improvement in that right-hand side in particular. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Henderson, for me, he's not a number 10. I think most people would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's helped being this high up against the ball because he's not, he's a natural presser. He's good at hiring opponents, isn't he, and things like that. But yeah. I think within this system, his ideal role would be where Fabinho's playing. But if you pick between Henderson and Fabinho, even though he's had a bad season, I'd probably still lean towards Fabinho as a six, to be honest, rather than Henderson. So I think in this system, Henderson probably is on the bench. Um, yeah. Is, is that a conservational take now? No, I wouldn't think so, mate. I think the no. people, and also, mate, I wouldn't be shocked. And this, this might be a conservational take. And we're going to do, we're going to talk about defenders in later series on down the line. I wouldn't be shocked if the if he's Trent's replacement in certain games, yeah, where they yeah. ask him to just sh- if he's the one who yeah. shuttles because he, I, I think with time and space, he might be better on the but he might be able to pick his passes out. So if Liverpool are going to stick with this formation and the defenders want for another show, but. Chen can't play 50 games doing it. And at the moment, it's very, very heavily reliant on him. So my thinking is if he did improve at number 10 or number 8, whatever you're going to call it, and that allows Jordan to effectively become Fabinho's backup or or Trent's backup or a little bit of both here and there, effectively a bit James Milner-like where he can do two or three roles, but he's never your ideal first choice in any of them. I think that might be where we're going with Jordan. Because I agree with you. 
by the end of the season, he, he looked knackered for a start. All he was doing all day was just running around Mo Salah, running around Mo Salah, and he looked like a, bloody hell, that looks hard. That looks that, that looks like a hard, yeah. a hard task. But the, the flip side, mate, I want to ask you the next question: Is that he did have Harvey Elliott available to him a lot, and that thing of being comfortable receiving the ball in tight areas and using it, Harvey can do that. But he, he did still choose to go with Jordan. Mm. Is that was that more to do with the press, the defensive side of that role, even though it, it's an attacking role? Does that make sense? I think so, yeah, but Harvey Elliott is a big presser though as well, so yes, that, that yeah. was an interesting decision that Klopp made that actually. I do think Elliott is well suited to this, by the way, and yeah. I think Curtis Jones is well suited to that side. The only thing with Elliott is he's, he's still a kid, isn't he? He's like, yeah. is he 19? Something yeah. like that. So I think when you've got Henderson there, a bit more seasoned, Liverpool were going through a, a tricky period, weren't they? And I think he said at one point, counter-pressing is your ticket into this team. Henderson's a natural with that stuff. So I don't know, maybe he was going for Henderson just for the rest of the season and then maybe moving forward he comes out the team. But in terms of this this number eight role, yeah, slash ten, I don't think it's perfectly suited to Henderson now. So I think we can upgrade on that. Um even though we hopefully he won't have kind of like a Cristiano Ronaldo fallout where he struggles with being benched all the time. Because I do think I agree with you. I think he'll have to become this Milner, Jack of all trades. We use him wherever we need him, but he's not a starter every every week. I think that's where you're going. Yeah. Moving on in characteristics, you just mentioned there about being receiving the ball in tight spaces and stuff yeah. like that. Sticking with on the ball stuff, then what what else are we looking for? So we'll do we'll do the defensive sides of it secondly, but on the ball, what what does Jurgen want from them? What's he, what is it again? Is it just moving the ball quickly? Is it pickpocket space? What is he after in these lads? Well, if you, if you just think about it, the, the the number ten kind of role that we're doing at the minute, I think they need to be at home in the final third. They need to feel at home when they're playing in the final third. Again, that doesn't do Jordan any favours, does it? Bless. No. I feel like we're killing Jordan. <laughs> yeah, but Curtis felt a bit more. Curtis that feels more Curtis Jones like than Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Would you yeah. agree with that? As well? Yeah, and I think we've seen that as well. I think Jones has looked a lot more comfortable, yeah. and he's played that. He played as a forward in the academy and things. And Henderson has looked. To be fair, he's done it to a decent level. Yeah. He's done it a bit like Xhaka at Arsenal. You wouldn't expect him to be comfortable doing that, but he can do it to a reasonable level. A lot of players, though, if you push them towards the final third, all the pressure on the players in those areas and stuff like that, they can get a bit of a nosebleed, they look a bit un- unfamiliar and stuff. And I think if you think of some of the players Liverpool have got at the minute, Thiago, again, you want Thiago in the middle third, mate. you don't want Thiago in the, in the final third. So it's it, it's, a, it's a big thing now for Liverpool to get players who are comfortable in these kind of areas, yeah. but can also, if needed, become a bit of a number eight at times. Yeah. Um, we've also got I mean, ideally, obviously, we've seen this with Jones lately as well. It'd be nice if they chipped in with the odd goal and assist. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, if you're playing in a, in that what is essentially an attack and bank of five at times, with a bank of five behind as like a safety net. If you're in that bank of five and up front, you need to be delivering goals and assists. And we don't have level. anyone, do we? I, I, no. Curtis started doing it at the end, but it's only three goals he scores. Yeah. Two of them come in one game, and by the way, a really good game at Leicester. Henderson's not known for it. Harvey Elliott actually probably should score. He doesn't score enough. You know, he played a lot yeah. of games this year, and, and you're all right. That's the one thing when I was looking at when I was looking at these roles, I was thinking that there isn't actually anyone really who you'd say, you know, if you could get seven to ten goals out of them. There's no one I would be confident in the squad at the moment. Yeah. Unless you put them on unless you know, unless you put someone on pens, but you're not going to have Salah's decided he's still taking the pens. Who's going to get those? I agree with you on that. I think that could be a, a really key one. Yeah. You know, looking at goals and assists because yeah, listen, we've got five forwards, I understand that and they'll all rotate between each other. But if you can chip in from the middle of the park, 
it's, it doesn't have to take the pressure off the, those strikers if they're having you know, off days or whatever. Just someone else who can get like what actually to be fair, Jones started doing it, arriving late at that back post and just finishing moves off. Yeah. His Tottenham goal and his Leicester goal are both that. I, I that was one thing I was thinking of. Do you want someone who can get in the box and get themselves on, on the end of things as well? Because like I say, we haven't really had that other than a, a, maybe what an eight game spell of Curtis, really. Yeah. Well if you think of Manchester City and Arsenal, for example, who've both used this system this season, I think Odegaard is double figures in yeah. goals and assists. And I think that's without penalties off the top of my head. And if you think of City, you've got De Bruyne doing this. And even Gundogan. He scores a lot of goals, Gundogan. Yeah, yeah. He's, he reminds me of Wijnaldum, just arriving late at the right time and delivering the odd goal. In fact, it would be interesting to see Wijnaldum in this. Maybe he's a bit too old now. Um, I don't think we've ever done a midfield show where no one's mentioned Gene Wijnaldum's yeah. name. It always comes up. I know. Bernardo Silva's in the same boat, isn't he? You can just, yeah. just, when you look at City's midfielders, you, you can think, he, he can get you a goal in. Mm. And that's, and again, the same with Arsenal's lads, you think, yeah, he could probably get us a couple of goals. Well, even Jack has scored a few. Yeah, yeah. Jack has scored more than you'd expect this season. Yeah, he did, yeah. So, yeah, and we're just a goal scoring, definitely. Um, yeah. Anything else on the ball before we start looking at maybe the defensive side of those roles? Well, just, they need to be really technical, obviously. Close control and that sort of thing. Skillful, ideally. An eye for a pass. Um, and I think another thing is just generally making the ball stick, if you know what I mean. Yeah. As in completing a fair amount of the passes, not giving the ball away a lot. Because if you give the ball away a lot in these roles, you're constantly running backwards, conceding counter-attacks and stuff. And I think Jones, again, has been a really good example of that. He, he gives away the ball about... I think I looked at it recently, actually. In the games he started since coming into the team, he loses the ball about five times a game, which is fine. You know, that's, that's no issue that. I think Henderson, over the same period, has lost exactly twice as many balls as, as Jones has. So I think if you're playing with this system, you need these players to essentially keep the ball, find the teammates, yeah. make good decisions and that sort of thing. Um, but other than that, I think that's mostly where we're at when it comes to possession. What about without the ball then? Because you mentioned before, Jürgen did say, get, to get in my team, you need to be able to press. And I think that was the thing that, pardon the pun, impressed me most about Curtis Jones was that I'd never really seen him be able to do that because he, when he was playing in the old and I move it across on here, he was on this 4 3 3. And when he was playing in that role, he was asked to be like a, a Genie Wine Alden clone. And he, he, I always felt he was caught between two stores, do a go or do a stay. But yeah. when Liverpool did move to the, to the more box midfield, whatever you want to call it, basically because he knew he had Fabinho and Alexander Arnold behind him, he could just go. And, yeah. he, and he was constant. And I, that was the thing that I thought, listen, he was really good on the ball. But he stayed in the team probably because how good he was without the ball. I thought that was a, a really, again, Henderson might have been in the same boat there. Jürgen was impressed with that from him. But I think that role, you, you know, you still call the, the two midfielders in a three a bit of a graveyard shift in terms of you, you're going to have to do a lot of running. It still feels like these lads are still going to have to do a lot of running. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's only natural, isn't it, playing in the Jürgen's club team. And um, if you are playing this attack on bank of five here, your responsibility is to, to press immediately after losing the ball. If that is beaten, then you've got the safety net there to okay, kind of yeah. sweep that up, basically. But in the in these number eight roles, you need to be like energetic and mobile and aggressive and naturally proactive and all that stuff. Um, and obviously, we we do need to say that, as you say, when it comes to Liverpool behaviour defensively, once that initial press is beaten, we do form a four-three-three. Yeah, so it goes back to right back, and we go back to what was exactly. a, a more familiar style. Yeah. We put on the ball for those listening. Back to the old style four three three with Fabinho and two in front of him. Yeah. So is that how, how difficult do you think that is for somebody to to come in and learn straight? I mean, listen, hopefully whoever Liverpool sign are going to be top quality players. But you are right. It, I, I'm I've based a lot of this on the ball. But effectively, 
there's a lot of lads in this team now who has to do two completely different roles, two different formations almost. So Ibu Karate goes from being a right centre-back to being a centre-back. Trent goes into right-back. Yeah. These two guys in the field become more traditional style midfielders. Um, that, that was, again, mental aptitude to be able to do that and constantly do that. And again, the legs to be able to do it, I'm guessing that you, you would value that as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it needs, needs to have a lot of stamina and things like that. But I think the headline really is you're basically after a number 10 who is a number 8 on the defensive side of the game. That's essentially what you want. Okay. You want a player who can play as a number eight in defence, but with the ball, he's got all the characteristics of a technical little number 10 who's going to provide a bit of a link in the hole sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, that's pretty much what we're after, really. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That makes sense. So I'm going to move them back to what we put uh, back in the possession now on the board. So Trent's gone back into the fields again, and we've got the we're back in a, almost a 3 2 Two, three kind of thing. I want to ask you some names then. Liverpool have been linked to a ton of names. There's been absolutely hundreds of midfielders. There's been so many linked with Liverpool. Um, first thing I'm going to ask you, of those who have been linked, is there any that stand out for you as like, he would be absolutely the ideal person for this? Yeah. Um, Mason Mount is one. I mean, absolutely perfect. Okay, Man- Manchester United's Mason Mount helped me, maybe. We don't know where that's gone, but you, and that, I'm guessing I, I I was the same. I thought the same. Take Jordan Henderson out, pop Mason Mount in, and all of a sudden you've got someone who does get double digit goals and assists, runs as nuts off. It would have been perfect, wouldn't they? Do you think, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it would have been perfect, mate. Honestly, he's a perfect fit. A lot of people look at him and think, 
he's not a number eight, but for me, he can absolutely play as a number eight. And with the ball, he's very number ten. Like, um, does tend to favour that side of the pitch as well. So you could potentially keep Jones in the team if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, I think he's a perfect fit. And um, Alexis McAllister is a is a nice fit as well. We probably look a bit more likely to sign him compared to Mason Mount at the minute. He can definitely do that. Um, he's done it for Argentina at times. He's done it for Brighton whenever he needed them. But he's also played as part of a mid midfield too as well. But McAllister's kind of like, you know, really progressive, technical, makes good decisions, can receive the ball in tight spaces, um, all of those nice qualities. Um, Ryan Gravenberg is another one. Um, it's funny enough, they, they, these are like, they, they do suggest that Liverpool... Not, not to do it. Not what to do it, yeah. yeah <laughs> and you, that you might know what you're doing as well. <laughs> it's a credit to you. So yeah, Grav, the Gravenberg one's interesting because the, the stories about Gravenberg was that he actually, again, similar, he can do a few different roles within a side and that versatility is a way to, is, again, it's another way to get someone in your squad. Mm. Um, but, so, if we, let's say Mason Mount, we don't know at time recording, it looks like he might, he's probably on his way to Man United. If it was Gravenberg and McAllister, for example, you, you'd be fairly content that they would be sufficient to do the jobs that we're asking for here. I, I think they can do the jobs that we're asking, yeah. Um, Just not and, as much as Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But to be honest, when I was looking at this and I was looking at players across Europe, there's, there's loads that, okay. that roughly fit the bill. There's, there's a few, there's a select, select few that are spot on and there's a select few that are ish but not quite perfect, if you get what I mean. Okay, so, so talk me through the names that you think are spot on. You've, you've, you've mentioned McAllister and you've yeah. mentioned Mount. McAllister and Mount are there. Uh, there's a lad called Danny Olmo at uh, RB Leipzig. I've, there's actually news come out today, actually, that he's meant to be signing a new contract, annoyingly, because he's actually had a contract next summer. So we could possibly get him for a decent price, to be honest, if we move quickly. Yeah. Um, Dominic, this is a difficult surname to pronounce this. Sobersly. Sobersly, yeah. I go for. Yeah. <laughs> he's been living in Newcastle semi-recently, I think. Yeah, he's also at Leipzig. Uh, two players at Leipzig there that, that have been interested. In, and obviously, we've got a bit of a past of getting these Red Bull players in, haven't we? If you think of Canate, Minamino, Mane. There's one more. Um, Kate. Did you mention Canate? I mentioned Canate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, Kate. Yeah. Timo Werner, we liked at one point. Yeah. These are all from Red Bull clubs who have got kind of like the pressing game ingrained yeah. into them. So... There's some nice players. Jamal Musiala is another one, obviously, but we're, not, we're probably not going to get him. Like, yeah, <laughs> Nico Barella. He has been linked Barella, and then the Barella thing's interesting um, because there, perfect. He does the age is that he's, he's mm. on the borderline of the age. But yeah. I mean, if you're going to make Liverpool have made concessions a little bit in the past, he may have gone for Thiago, um, and I don't think anyone doubted Thiago. But the flip side of the Thiago is when you sign all the players, the injury record is that that becomes into it because. I reckon if you if you um, if you if you do a straw poll of players who, who, who Liverpool have been linked with, a lot of people go, "Wow, give us Barella every time." Like he's twenty six years old, so he's on that cusp of what you said. Yeah. But I think would you agree that he's probably off the his level so high that you you know you listen you're willing to compromise on a couple of years of, of of that because you know sometimes you want to sign players for two contracts and sell them after midway through the second one. Mm. You're probably only going to get one contract out of a Barella, and then, and then he's in his thirties. But yeah. I've, I've agreed with you. I think he's brilliant, and I think he is what he is the type of player you might make a concession for on the age kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Of, of all the players that I've listed here that I'm going to get to, he's the oldest on the list. Um, and I, but I do think, despite that, I think we'd we'd make accommodations to get him in. Still, I think he's still young enough to be worthwhile, and he is again a perfect fit. And another mountain, another McAllister in terms of just being ideal, really, to to the role. Um, but he's on a massive wage. His team's currently in the Champions League final. Um, I think he's got a decent length on his contract, so 
he's really unrealistic, sadly, but he's he's a perfect profile for what we're after. Another one is um, Florian Verts, who's currently at Bayer Leverkusen, getting coached by Xabi Alonso. Um, teenager, I think, or if he's not, he's about 20. Um, but he's like the new Havertz, if you want, of, of Leverkusen in terms of being like a really versatile 10, very technical, good on the ball, um, can play all across the front line. Um, I'm sure Schmeichel will know all about him, uh, Klopp as well. But again, he's probably going to be expensive because he's like the jewel of Leverkusen at the minute. So they're probably going to ask for a lot of money. And then aside from them that I've just mentioned, then then we get to the players who fit the criteria that I've mentioned enough to be on the list. But you, mean you, you probably don't want to go there if you're, if you're honest. You, you, ideal, you know I mean? In an ideal world. Yeah, the more yeah. wild cards if you, if you want. Yeah, go on, fire some out. Um, well, for example, James Madison. I don't think he... Is a Liverpool player personally. I don't think he's got the intense defensive game to be a Liverpool player, but on the ball, definitely he yeah. would suit that kind of number tenish thing. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think when Rogers first came at Leicester, he played them as an eight with Telemans as the other eight, and it worked pretty well for a period with Ndidi as a six. Um, so I think Madison's an interesting one. Obviously, they just got relegated, but I, I, I want to be clear. I don't think that will happen, and I don't even want it to happen. If I'm honest, what do you think of Madison? I think on the ball, yes. Without the ball, no. Yeah. Um, if Liverpool play in a you know the old style four two three one, and you want us running behind your main striker, then I think that would suit more James Madison. But basically, what Leicester do to him is like go and be creative. If you lose it, the two lads behind you are gonna are gonna get it for you. Yeah. I think Leicester to make more concessions about that. And what listen, he's been a good player for Leicester, but ultimately they've just been relegated. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. And Liverpool have signed relegated players before, and I think he will move. I don't think he's playing Championship footy. He's an England international, of course, but I'm with you. I think, I think you can get you can get blinded by the the white boots and the and the haircut <laughs> and, and the stylish play. But then beneath that, you're looking like, okay, who's is he running enough? Is he is he defensively strong enough? And it's mad because you know we're an attack, we're a very attack minded team. But Jurgen's always he's, since day one, he's always said defensive stability allows us to be everything we want to be. And if you, I don't think he would comp- I don't think he would compromise no, I that. Don't. I don't. I think that's past one of the reasons potentially why he's never really broke through in the England squad as well. Because in comparison to Mount, there's similar players on the ball, but Mount's just an absolute dog defensively. Yeah. And Madison's a bit more of a luxury, I think. Um few other players, Ryan Cherky is currently at Leon. He's a, still a teenager, I think. Breakthrough season, but looks really, really good. Um, there's a lad called Orkan Koku, who is the captain of PSV. He's getting linked with... Dortmund as a Bellingham replacement actually um, he's one to look, to look at Mohamed Kudus he's at Ajax did well in the World Cup yep. see him yep. for Ghana I think it might have been yeah, yeah. Um, Daichi Kamada is, free transfer yeah Kamada yeah 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 Frank Firth free transfer I think he's getting linked with AC Milan North the minute and Dortmund and Dortmund yeah yeah, Ebenezer Eze is another one that I thought I'd throw in there. But I like him, man. I, think, I, I really I, he's like him. He's a baller. Yeah. The thing with Eze again, you, you, you're getting him. He's coming in, and I think he fits in the Fabinho mold. If you bring him in, then you teach him what he needs to do. Yeah. Because you think he's of a level. I think he's been outstanding, by the way, for uh, for Palace. But yeah, it's it, it, we're thinking, and I, I think we'd agree. In, in years gone by, Josh. The pool had the ability where the team was that good. They designed someone they, they could afford to bring them slowly. I think whoever comes in in these two number eight roles yeah. have to be day one. You have to be able to play straight away almost. Yeah. Um, you, you might get a couple of weeks, obviously pre-season, whatever, depending on when you drop in. But I don't think we're at a point where we can say to someone, I've 
you know, we'll see it in November. Yeah. Like we did with Andy Robertson, we did with Fabinho, I think. And I think that might be where you'd be with Eze. I think I think going forward, you'd have no questions about him. Yeah. But I do think, one again, this this role where you maybe have a little bit more defensive responsibility. Palace don't really make him do as too much of that, I think, from what from the bits no, I've no, seen of him. And, he, you know, the whole pressing game as well, he's, he's never really... I mean, he's played for QPR and Palace, so I don't think either of them off the top of my head have ever installed that pressing game. So that would be very new to him. Um, but, but he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player, good age, English, homegrown and all that stuff. So, um, Gabby Vega as well is another one. I think he plays for Celta Vigo, youngster, about 20 or something like that. Spanish, really technical. I have got a curveball though. Go on. Can I have it? Okay. What do you think? I obviously, I don't think it will happen. I want to be clear on that. Chelsea are... Well, there's a Chelsea fire sale. Yeah. Uh, Coverchurch and Mountain things. They, it hasn't worked for them. Well, it, it, they really... play, well, they play them up front. Yeah. That's what Chelsea have decided to make Kai Abbas their number nine. Listen, it worked in one game. He won them the Champions League, so they are being jobbed that he was worth every penny. I, I, mentioned, I, mentioned I see it. I, I see I see the fit Yeah. as a 10 yeah. slash 8. I do, I do understand where you're going from. Yeah. I know, by the way, there's been a lot of the links to Liverpool have been... I, you didn't mention this in your characteristics before. And it's, there's been a difference, but like... There's a height thing as well to, to look at, you know what I mean? He has, I know, um, maybe you're McAllison, I haven't got that, but it, that's, he does add that, you know, he's a big old fella. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it is a curveball. It's a massive <laughs> curveball, yeah. It's just a, a wild card shot in, yeah. in its truest form, really, but he's, he's still only 23, mate. He's left footed, six foot one. Chelsea don't seem to want him. Um, he's yeah. got about two years left on his deal now. Um, okay. And I do think he fits the role and he needs to sell players. I, it will never happen, it won't happen, but. I'm just talking more profile-wise, and if you're could being you really bold, you could maybe test the water or something with it. Uh, Matthias Nunes is another one. Most of the season, I haven't been keen on him. I'm still not that keen on him, to yeah, be honest. But <laughs> that was mainly because the original 4-3-3, I didn't think he was a fit. In this, he's a bit more of a fit, because he is attack-minded. For Wolves this season, he's played on the, on the right, on the left, um, as a 10. So he's, he, can, he can do a lot of things, and he's got something special about him, you can see it. But he's, you just mentioned there about delivering immediately. I think he's a rough diamond. I think he's a bit of a Nunes in terms of you. It's ironic because when we were linked with him, it was when we were playing 4 3 3 and then we moved systems and then it kind of cooled. Yeah. And I'm with you. I thought we'd do it hard. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I didn't think he fits at that, but I could see how he fits this one more because basically, yeah, I'm with you. It, it, that, that's, I, the, the curiosity there because it, it feels like he fits more in this system, but then the pros interest seemingly cooled. Although, you know, with, with, you know there, there could be a list of players and he, he's probably still on it somewhere. Yeah. And the final one I'll add is, is a lad called Enzo Lafie, who currently plays for Lorient. Really good season. Uh, looks like a proper money ball lad, to be honest, in terms of his numbers just being through the roof in a lot of departments. He's on a very, very low wage. Out of contact in a year, I think. So he'd, he'd cost buttons. 23, I think he is. Uh, Bournemouth tried to get him in January, but he said no, because he wants to go higher. Um, it won't happen. I don't think it will. I don't think it will happen anyway. But Never know, mate. maybe like a Brighton to get him to replace McAllister. I can probably see happening. Yeah. I did reluctantly at the very, very end throw in Kevin Churam because he's in the news at the minute. He's getting linked. But I, if I'm totally honest, I, I don't see it. I don't see the fit there personally. I see Kevin Churam more. Yeah. I, I, again, original four three three. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This I just don't need. I don't know what it is. Um. There's elements of his game where to do. Uh, he's a he's a really keen carrier of the ball over large distances, and he likes to dribble and stuff like that. And he is pretty technical if you watch him and stuff. But I just 
those qualities, like the, the long ball carrying and all that, you, you don't do any of that if you're in this role, mate. You, you've got to be super technical in really small spaces, really good eye for a pass, really agile and energetic and things like that. And I don't know. It's 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 on the he's on the list just, but I don't overly see it. Okay. Honest. I mean, there's plenty of names we've thrown out there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there've been loads, by the way. Absolutely tons of them. Let's take Mason Mount out of it for now because we think he might not be available. Think that things might change, but I'm saying to you, right, mate, go and pick yourself two number eight for Liverpool to go and sign this window. What would your in an ideal world? You be me, you be you. Yeah, whoever you want. You can As in, like want. off your list. Don't 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 be coming back to Kevin De Bruyne and David Silva. But <laughs> well, you, Musiala, no. I mean, I mean we, we if you want to, you can say that. But I mean. Let's let's be okay. Let's be semi-realistic. Players you think Liverpool could potentially get as well. Let's okay, go for yeah. that as well. Okay. Well, I'm happy with McAllister over here. Okay. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I would also be absolutely fine if we went and got Danny Armo, or if we went and got Sub Subasley or Subasley, or however, however you say. Barella would be my ideal pick. I think McAllister over Barella here. would yeah. be your two. Yeah. But yeah. how realistic Barella is, I don't know. But I'll, I'll let you have that one. It's been linked. There's been, yeah, there's yeah. been actual links that he might move, so we'll go for that one. So, guys, that's it for this first episode. Let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to this podcast. You can get involved by all of our social media channels at Redmen TV. Tag Josh at Distance Covers as well. Let us know which of all those players you would like. If you can have two at Liverpool, who would you have? And also, if we missed anyone off, feel free to let us know again in either section. We'll be back next week looking at Liverpool's potential defensive midfield options. We'll see you all on that show. See you in a bit. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.